Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rada McVerto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. How was your weekend? Let me know. Tell me how was your weekend. I had a great weekend. Spent some time with some good friends, uh, several members of the PDR Posse. We they Actually, they took me out for birthday dinner at an Indian restaurant. So before I even get started, I want to give a big, Big, big thank you to Roberto Lewis. I also want a big, big thank you to Norman Reynolds. I want to give a big thank you to Albert Ponton and all the rest of the Pasis who took me out for a great Indian meal. Uh, we had a great, I mean, I, I love Indian food. We had a great deal. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today, my big, great, wonderful Posse, Pam M says, had a good weekend, did you? Yes, I did. Went out to dinner with my other Posse members, Dev Keenan. Hello from Toledo. Welcome aboard, Dev Keenan. And of course, we have Bridge MCP. Awesome weekend with family. Great Bridge. I know you had a good time. Great family. Uh, she says, hey, fellow peeps, Don Broadbent, watching in Colorado. Welcome aboard, Don. Love to see you here. The duck that quacks. The red shirt looks good on EW. You like the red shirt? Go to politicsandright.store or go to right there on, on YouTube and rack and get one. And then take a picture, send it to me. Let's post it all up. Pam, that's good. Great, 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 great. Anyhow, Don Brentwood, watching from Colorado. Welcome aboard. Nanette Bird-Smith. Hi, y'all. AVQ, of course, is here with his AVQ. Rodnen, how many things do you have there today? Anyway, you know I love you, brother. Let's get busy. Maka Rodnen says he posted Sasha Johnson, BLM activists in critical yes in, in 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 England, an activist in critical condition after gunshot to the head shooting in Southwark, London came after numerous death threats. Says her taking the initiative party random acts of violence feels kind of unlikely. Sasha. Johnson is the hashtag BLM, Black Lives Matter. Michael Rodden also says, New York Attorney General James unveils bill to limit cops' use of force the standard of absolute last resort. Don't use force on an already subdued suspect. That should have gone without saying. That's now a crime. Some police officers are so out of control that our legislatures actually had to write this into law. Are they out of control? Yeah, they are out of control. They... It is, look, there's a large percentage of people who want to be cops because they love that idea of being in control of somebody else's body, that they are preeminent, that they are boss. Those are the people we have to extricate from the forces. They need to be extricated from the forces. Radnan also says, study vaccines highly effective against new COVID-19 variants. Hard immunity by vaccination can't come soon enough. And our brother Rudnan get his second shot on Wednesday. Proud of you, brother. You keep it up and you keep pushing the message. Macaroni says, seriously, just tax the rich. In the 1940s through the 1960s, when the top marginal rate was uh, uh, for billionaires was 90%, while the tax burden fall on the wealthy and, and their corporations, our nation saw the rise of the middle class. Of course, we have made the word redistribution a bad word. Redistribution is not a bad word. Redistribution is what takes away the atrocities that is capitalism. 
capitalism is not a perfect system. It, it throws your wealth up to the top. All they're doing is giving you back your money. They're giving you back, not all, but most, a lot, percentage of your money. So don't let that, oh, you're taking 90% of my money away. No, we're just taking back what is ours. Now the top marginal rate has slipped to under 40% while the tax burden falls on the middle and working class. The middle class is suffering due to the lack of adequate funding for social services because why? The wealthy takes your money. I want people to start asserting their worth. By the way, I talk a lot about that in my new book, uh, How to Make America Utopia. Uh, Take away the economy from those who rigged it. This is a part of it, people. My brothers and my sisters, this is a part of it. Rodnan, you're actually right. Uh, We can change. In a film, Greta Thunberg connects dots between... Animal exploitation, climate crisis, and pandemics. Our relationship with nature is broken. Yes, we know that. Absolutely. And for too long, we have been waging a senseless and suicidal war on nature. The reason, the result is three interlinked environmental crises, said UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez, of the triple environmental threats of biodiversity loss, climate change, and pollution. It is time to reevaluate and reset our relationship with nature. Clap, clap, clap. Turn off the gas. Is America ready to embrace electric vehicles? Yes, we are. President Joe Biden should push law to pay to convert every parking meter into an electric vehicle charging station by adding some electrical outlets. People will be very happy to be fed. And you know, look, there is so much we can do, right? People say, oh, the grid can't take having a whole lot of electric cars. They're partially right. If everybody got an electrical car right now, we'll crash our electrical grid because the electrical grid is not ready for that. Guess what the electrical grid is ready for if we do this right? Every, if we incentivize every rooftop to be power generators, every rooftop, if we threw power cells on them and you're powering partially powering your electric vehicle from solar energy, uh, I mean, there is so much we can do right now. From, to make ourselves completely independent of fossil fuels for energy. We'll still use fossil fuels for plastics for now until our, we get better uh, corn starches and all of that turned into the, the raw material for plastics. Plastic is a very useful material. There are a lot of ways around it, and we're getting there. But eventually leave the damn fossil, fossilized animals in the ground. That's all we got to do. Okay, let's go ahead and continue reading. Pam M, that's good. Bridge MCP, love the red shirt. Have the black one. Yeah, I have the black. Oh, you got the black one. Take a picture and send me with the black one, girl. Pam M, hope you're all doing well and having a marvelous Monday so far. Look, I am so positive it isn't funny. As people are in despair, I am positive because I know one thing. We are here to make a change and we are going to make a change. So... I am always positive. I always try to keep my starter post to no more than six. Egberto, what number is optimal? There's no optimal number, Brother Michael Rudnan. You do two, sometimes you do three, sometimes you do four. Today you did six. I don't care. As long as we have the time to do it, we can do it. Because I love all of my listeners, my watchers, my, my peeps, the PDR posse. You guys do research and want the... You want the family to know stuff? You put the stuff here so that the family will know stuff, right? 
So no, there's no limit. If I can't get to it, I just don't get to it. But if you guys find things that you think it's something that the rest of us will want to see, by all means, bring it on. This, a, a, this is a collective. We work together to bring these things together. And you, what you guys, those of you who are, are supporters, those of you who are funding, you are funding making sure that all it. I can't get to all the information. Michael, you can't get to all the information. Breach can get to all the information. That's why we're all here, to bring it all into a collective. And we, we, we go ahead and we, what's the word? We, uh, there's a word that's used. We curate for each other. That's what we do. Bruce Pollard, congratulations. On, Bruce's son just completed his bachelor's degree. Let's give a big hand to Bruce Pollard. Brother Bruce, congratulations. I know you are so proud of Meredita and the, I'm getting old. I can't remember the, the other two's name. But, you know, uh, let me tell you something, guy. Congratulations to have gotten three kids through college. All right, the bridge. Let's see what else. Deb Keenan. Uh, congratulations to Bruce. Thank you. Let's see who else is here. Deborah John, welcome aboard. May Wood, hello from Long Beach. The duck that quacks the screen show better on some shirts than others, depending on print color. Plenty of choices. I've got red if I totally blue. Let's say I'd go I'd I'd go red even if I totally blue. Ah, oh, you like that? Anyhow, look guys. I uh, hey duck that quacks. Let me see. Take a picture with you in a shirt too. Linda Joe Kissinger, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here with us. The Duck That Quack says, thanks for Greta. Reminder, she's on tonight at 8 p.m. in the Philly area. Egberto, thanks as always for reading out all my comments. Love your comments. Love all of your comments, guys. 110 in favor of solar power. Yes, you are. Brit says, not seeing comments. See them on YouTube, not here. I don't know. Okay. I, I, can, I have a special reader, so I don't know where they're going, etc., etc., etc. Egberto have to disagree. If every car became an electric vehicle and we plug them in at once, it, will, it wouldn't crash the electric grid. Uh, we'll have to talk about that another time, Michael, but I'm pretty darn sure that it would. But, you know, maybe you know something I don't, and you can always correct me after you've done the calculations. But uh, you, you might want to talk to Bruce, uh, Bruce and... Bruce and, um, and um, uh, who else? We have more than one. Bruce is an engineer. No, Bruce is a scientist. Norman is the engineer. I am the engineer. And who else? We I think we have a couple more engineers that are here every day. Um, anyhow, Deb Denny, how do solar panel roofs work in the snow belt with a roof? Uh, with let's say with a foot of snow on the roof, it does not at all, Deb Denny. But here's the deal: we are not talking about having everybody having to be at one hundred percent. All of the times. We're talking about if enough people are on the totality of an interconnected grid will always be helped by those people in the south, even those people in the north on a good sunny day where it, their, their roof is not covered in ice. It's all about us working together. And, you know, not, not just individual. That's why they talk about when you have panels on the roof that the electric company should be able to buy it back as well so that it, you know, your excesses become stuff for everybody else the duck that quack says well that depends on whether the utility lines are still up true uh joe christinger tells bruce congratulations i sent you a few photos okay duck that quacks if you sent me a few photos and i haven't placed it up it means that somehow i didn't get it misplaced it or something so please do again i would love that for you to do it 
All right, the duck that quacks. How many uh, air conditions units are on the are on at the same time? Many sometimes. Hey, Yvette Avery Herod, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Michael Rudnan says, Mythbuster, electric vehicles will overpower the grid. All right, let me go ahead and see if that's an article or what. Okay, I'll read that article later on, um, later on, uh, Michael. Maywood, I used to work in the industry, high voltage transmissions and distribution. Great. Jessica Taylor, welcome aboard. Okay, let's get started. What is the show going to be about today? Title of the show today is, and let me get that up on the screen. Title of the show today is, YGOP Fair 1619 Project and January 6th Panel. Jen Psaki continues to trip up the right. Who sh- how should we start? Let's start with some fun. Jen Psaki likes to trip up the right. Let's go ahead and do that. I am a Jen Psaki fan because I think she is one of the best additions to the Biden administration in the manner in which she communicates, in the manner in how quickly her brain works to answer questions and come back in a manner that not only answers the question how she wants it answered, but how it contrasts with what the other side is trying to put out. Even sometimes when they're using friendly reporters from the right to try to trip her up. I want you to listen to this one because this is important the way she did this one here. And we'll take it on the other side. Closer to home, finally. You've uh, seen gas prices rising. It's a much different topic here. Gas prices rising significantly. And we all know that they hurt poor people. They hit them the hardest. Right? Every... Every dollar that comes why in. it's so perplexing that some are proposing user fees, but it's another topic. Right. Well, you want to continue on your... Go ahead. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you had a question. Well, my question is, is, is the Biden administration considered, does it have any plan or any sort of action it can take to try to bring down prices or at least somehow make the cost less, whether it's a tax or something, to help impoverished people? Otherwise, the money that's going to them in the, in the form of the rescue plan and the other money is really money going back out the door to pay for higher gas, isn't it? Well, first I would say that uh, the president's plans, his proposals, whether it was the American Rescue Plan, his American Jobs Plan, his American Families Plan, have all been uh, proposed through the prism of what he can do to help working people, help people trying to make ends meet, help people trying to put food on the table. His proposals have helped cut childhood poverty in half by this this year. It's helped bring uh, put 1.5 million people back to work, uh, has helped uh, ensure that Families and parents have a little bit of extra assistance so they can cover the cost of childcare. So that has been the prism through which he's made all of his proposals. Now it is clear, uh, red state governors are quitting. They are starting to tell the people, get off your butts. You're not going to get any more money from the federal government, even uh, which is channeled through us, even though... Uh, we haven't seen raise it, real raises for the last 40 years. You're getting a little break now? No way. You better go back to work. And if prices are going up, tough. You go get a job. We are not here to help you. That's pretty much what the red state governors are saying. And she pretty much in a very calm manner points it out when she says, wait a minute, uh, if gas prices you know are affecting poor people, why is it that Republicans want user fees again? Isn't that going to hurt them uh, more? And by the way, what the president is doing is with the rescue plan, giving people a helping hand. She didn't have to say, and what Republican governors are doing is taking it away. So that one exchange, 
that one exchange does so much for not only the person that is still uh, is deep into politics, but for one who's listening to the news in a red state that hears, oh, we're not going to give you the $300 anymore, but you have Saki saying, but the administration has provided you the rescue and your governor is not giving it to you. And by the way, why is it that for an infrastructure bill, you want to add user fees? This is how narratives are created that we all can actually see in our personal economies. Absolutely so. I mean, um, a, lo a lot of people don't get the intricacies, uh, intricacies of being a press spokesperson. You know, we can't be happy with Jan Saki all of the times, right? I saw Jan Saki spinning Israel out of this world. You know, I, mean, I sat down there and I'm saying, come on, Jan. Come on, Jan. You have to make it clear that, uh, yes, we support Israel, but we also support humanity and the Palestinians because all people are humans. Don't, you know, you have to get that message better. I think there are two messages that I don't think uh, she has been good at. One is the Palestinian-Israeli issue. And the other one has to do with what occurred recently with Belarus forcing that plane down, forcing that plane down, right? Because a, a, a reporter asked her today, Hey, uh, Jen, so if you think that was sort of a hijack by Belarus, when you pulled down that plane to, because you thought... Uh, what's his name was on it. Uh, I don't remember the name of our our guy. It was that the same. Oh, she ran, she ran, she ran. I answered that question before. She didn't have a good enough answer. And again, I've listened to her constantly, and these are those are the only two times I've seen her falter. And the funny thing about it is, there's a good likelihood that so many people wouldn't have seen that as a falter, just as a dodge. Well. You know, uh, we as progressives, we want all the answers all of the times. And, you know, but anyhow. But all in all, I think she's doing a great job. The narrative that she ensures gets out there is what I think other, other progressives and Democrats need to listen to. We have to keep uh, our pressure on Biden. Uh, we, we have to be careful with uh, Manchin, but we got to keep the pressure on Biden so that he doesn't think that we're going to do what we did during the Obama years, which is for the progressives to sit back because, oh, we don't want to hurt his presidency. You know what, what I said? Personally, I was completely wrong with Obama. When we did that, we can't do that again. All right, let's see. The duck that quacks. I'm in the PGM uh, grid, and they never speak of any issues with supply problems anymore. Uh, that's California, isn't it? The, you're talking uh, – anyhow – uh, and the juice you need whenever you need it. That's P-S-E-N-G motto. All right, let's see. Uh, the, the duck that quacks, highest reliability of any grid in the country and lots of solar. Uh, let's see what else we got. Hey, ha, user fees, gotcha moment. Yeah, you know, user fees, user fees. It's amazing that that is what the Republicans would like to pay for this bill with, right? And they say, well, why shouldn't those people who use the roads are the ones who pay for the roads? There are a lot of answers to that question. Number one, user fees are taxes. And in general, if those user fees are being uh, funneled through a private company, it's a transfer of the, the wealth of the commons, all of our wealth, to a few. Secondly, with user fees, when they say, oh, but what you're doing is people who use it should pay for it. Uh, those people who are paying to go on those special roads, 
they alleviate traffic for all those who are not paying. So them paying for that road give those that are not paying a lot of benefit as well. Nope, all of us should pay for it. And it's called take it out of the general tax fund. I want everybody to understand that whenever people talk about user fees and all these other things, they're talking about us transfer ultimately transferring our wealth to the top. Let me give an example. When you build, have the user fees and these freeways are built, these toll roads are built, the big trucks that, would, uh, that have always stayed on the road and must stay on the road, generally they don't go on, the, on, these, um, on these toll roads. They're going to have much better traffic, much better efficiency. So in effect, we, we once again, we the masses pay to have our wealth transferred to the top. The only solution always in a capitalist society is or, or twofold. You got to tax and you have to have redistribution. They like to talk about capitalism is an efficient allocation of resources. That's false. Capitalism is the efficient allocation of resources to be stolen by those who own capital. Period. It's not an argument. It's not a discussion. That is what it is. If you have capital, you can exploit anything and anyone. If you don't have capital, you cannot. But government is supposed to trump capital. Who's government? We the people trump capital and we decide as we the people how capital is managed within our economic system. We have to keep those things in our heads and not let somebody believe, make you believe that there's a mythical market out there that knows what's best. The market will dictate. There ain't no market. Does, is, is there a supply and demand issue? Yes, because that's how we work it. Let me give you an example. Everybody complaining, gas prices are going through the roof. Does it cost more to make a gallon of gas when it's in higher demand than not? No. So supply and demand does one thing, right? It says, all right, we keep raising the price of gas so that people use less. But the only people that will use less are those who can afford it. The poor, right? So in certain areas, as opposed to supply and demand, we should have other types of other types of mechanics. I don't exactly know what they are, you know, right off the top of my head. All I know is in things that are a necessity for people, if you only think supply and demand, which supply and demand is something that really works, right? If you reduce the supply, uh, decrease, I mean, increase the demand, uh, it, it puts a stress on supply, prices go up because you can. People would pay more. But if we have controls on certain items to prevent that, to preclude that, for humane reasons, we don't have that issue. But that's another subject for another time. But we do discuss some of that in uh, my book, uh, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the People Who Rig the Damn Economy. All right, Michael, I recommend ground mount systems in high snow areas. They can be cleared. That's very true. That's one that's on poles, I believe, and on the slant. 
Michael Rodden says, people have been stuck at home for over a year. Now that people are getting vaccinated, they're getting ready for travel. This will cause more demand for gasoline, hence a rise in price. Exactly. And by the way, I went out, I did my first rally, uh, political rally, two weeks ago. I went out to uh, dinner this weekend from two of my great um, supporters here at, Cape, at, at um, Politics Done Right. Paul Fleming, ATL, you're checking in. Welcome, brother. Uh, let's see, Bridge MCP says, companies are making up for their loss Greedy bastages. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you. The duck that quacks. I'm a registered piker. We live along the white and, uh, and black horse pike. Hey, by the way, I did Pike's Peak. What was it? Pike's Peak. I think I drove down on the cycle. Is it Pike's Peak? Yeah, I think it was Pike's Peak. With the observe- we went up to the top where you can barely breathe, you know. Uh, Linda Joe Kessinger says, hey, the duck that quacks. I am not far from 30 on Route 26, 206. Bridge MCP, no, Michael, just saying that. Okay, rich people, tax is Im- imperative. Absolutely so, Bruce. Rich company tax is more important, yes. Bruce Pollard said, buy American wherever possible. Agreed. Uh, Michael Rudnan says, capitalism has a tendency to funnel wealth to the top, creating wealth inequality. Here's the deal. It's not tend to. It's designed to. I want, I want folks to actually understand that this is not... By accident, this is by design. And if we do the calculations on how things work, if you're always talking about growth, 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 and if your growth exceeds inflation, and inflation also includes wages, right? So if your growth includes uh, or supersedes inflation, it also means that those that you're employing are not growing as fast as those that are the owners of capital. And what happens then? We get what we see now, income inequality and, we- um, and wealth disparity. It's by design. Last year, we lost power once. Good. Let's see what else we got here. The duck that quack says, my electric bill was $4.95 this month, and I charge the Tesla daily. The duck that quacks, are you bragging? My bill was more than 100 times that. No, no, it's not 100 times that. Uh, about 50 times that, dude. All right, Bruce Pollard, collection has to happen. yes. Maybe we could agree on at tax. And Bridge MCP, they have no problem when the little guy owes taxes. Exactly. Retired over the road truck driver here. Oops. Uh, the toll roads were not paid by the companies I worked for. Had to drive the non-toll roads and the miles paid was for the shorter toll roads. There you go. That's my... Peggy Lopez. Muchas gracias por decir lo que es una verdad. Thank you so kindly for speaking a truth. That's what I was trying to say earlier. That's a shame. And Bridge, yeah, that's what I knew. I have several friends that own trucks and also have people who drive the trucks for them. It is just amazing how, the, how, how, how it is. Speaking of tax and gasoline, what's the average gas price in Europe? It's somewhere between 5 and $6 per gallon compared to two fifty in the U.S., more than double. And you know what? They, they, have, they, they take externalities implicitly into, con- into uh, consideration. In other words, they have better health care and all of that. And we know burning fossil fuels makes for worse health care, which means more sickness, which means you have higher health care costs. Important. All right, Egberto Willis, have you heard of or ever joined the AYH, American Youth Hostel? I cycled using them from New York to Ver- uh, Vermont. No, I haven't, but I tell you, I was in D.C. when my daughter had the stroke. And when I was taking her home, I, you know, she has a roommate, and I really didn't want to impose. I was going to just commute from a hostel. I was joining a hostel then 
to commute from the hostel to her place, but the roommate insisted that I, I stay in, in, in Ashley's room, so I stayed there when I went to take care of her. So you just have a lot of good people all around, man. You ha- just have a lot of good people all around. Okay, why E2247, welcome aboard. Why Emily Wilder, recent Stanford grad, fired for AP job over criticism of Israel. I tried to contact her. One of our listeners sent me an email on Friday. And he told me it happened, and he said, could you please interview her? I, she, I sent her a direct message on Twitter, but I hadn't heard back from her. I really wanted to interview her, but I haven't heard back from her yet. But E2247, we're on the ball with that, sir. AP staffers demand clarity on Emily Wilder firing with powerful open letter. I didn't read the letter, but I, I, I'm, I'm glad somebody did that. I don't brag, I just inform gleefully. Hey, duck that quacks, brother. Love you. You're bragging. <laughs> okay, Pam M. If the wealthy paid their fair share of taxes, the economy and costs of living would be a lot better. Yes. And they, listen, you know what is so funny about it, my dear brothers and sisters? If the wealthy paid their fair share and after a certain amount paid 90% in, in income tax, they won't miss a penny. They, don't, they won't miss a penny. Let me tell you, when you acquire a certain amount of wealth and you think you want to hold on to it and not throw it out, there's a certain pathology there. There's a, it's not a hoarding pathology. It's more sinister than a hoarding pathology. You know? But you're absolutely right, Pam M. Uh, Linda Joe Kissinger says, hey, yeah, pollen for us Pioneers right now is horrible. I know. You know, I've been, you know, I haven't been going out a whole lot. And now every time I go outside because of what's in the air... I kind of get a little bit stuff in my lungs, and like right now, I'm a bit, uh, you know, you kind of feel it. All right, let's see. What time is it? 3.33. It's time for me to go. Reaganomics has never worked and never will. Exactly right. Staffers, let's story you broke. Guys, you guys are really hitting me up today. Uh, Michael Rudnan says, Emily Wilder uh, calls Sheldon Allison a naked mole rat, and that's why she was fired from the AP. Seriously? Yeah, that's why. Tom Cotton, one of the usual suspects in Emily Wilder's case. All right, folks. Uh, if you are on YouTube, I want to ask you the kind favor to go ahead and click that join button, become a part of our posse. By the way, folks, over the weekend I did reach the 250. It took us, <laughs> it took us a whole week to get there. Uh, now I, the next goal is 300 members on the PDR posse. We need 50 more members. I'd like to get 50 this week. The goal is to have a thousand by. The end of the year, I'm trying my best to ask you guys to, to support it. It's, it's cheap, 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 cheap. It's like saying, I like you, Egberto. I like what you're doing. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to give you a, um, a cup of coffee or something. I want to give Egberto a cup of coffee. I need about 50 of you to give me a, couple of co- a cup of coffee this month. There's only how many more days left in the month? About six days left in the month, seven days left in the month. So please, if you are on YouTube, that join button. Compra Egberto una taza de café. Get Egberto a cup of coffee. That helps me do all of this. A lot of work. And by the way, later on this week, one of our posse members are coming over to the studio. And we're going to have two people at the desk talking to you. And by the way, anyone, any one of you in Houston that want to co-host anytime with me or in the surrounding areas or if you fly into Houston or whatever, 
give me a call up and say, hey, I want to arrange to do a co-hosting with you. And you'll come and sit down here. We'll, we'll talk to our, our great old beautiful posse out there. So again, folks, please go ahead. I do better with a $5 Super Chat every other month. Brother, I love you for it too. You, you have been consistent with your Super Chats. I love you for it, brother. So please, folks, if you're on YouTube, click that Join button. And you know what? Uh, our great uh, Bridge MCP created a mug. If you want to get our mug, that is the link to get our mug. And I'm going to put that on the screen right this minute. And by the way, if you, don't, if you are not on YouTube, if you are on Facebook or Twitch or one of our other networks, you can simply go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube to become a part of our PDR posse. We're getting there. We need, look, here's what I, what, what, here's what I need to get a producer and one other person to help out. I was, talking to, I was talking to Tom Hartman yesterday. And, you know, Tom has quite a few people working in his office. And I'm like, you know, man, uh, right now I'm still doing 16 hours a day. But it's only me right now. You have six people, so you're better. He's like, hell, Egberto, I don't know. I have six people, but I'm also, I'm also going 16 hours a day. I'm like, okay, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. But no, we actually need, I do need some help to get some more stuff out. So I need about, the way I figured it, I need about a thousand uh, people on uh, Patreon. Thank you very much for having been a patron for a very long time, Bridge MCP. I need a thousand people on YouTube, uh, YouTube Live. And then we also have quite a few people that are doing the, the PayPal thing, you know, where they do the subscription by PayPal. Or they just donate every so often by PayPal to make sure we can get the message out. We don't charge. When you watch MSNBC or these stations, right? You're paying to. They, 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 they get paid. They, they're getting advertising. And when they get their advertising and you buy the product from the advertising, in effect, that's an indirect way of paying. Here you are paying directly to say, hey, if, and that is if you can, of course, to say, look, I like to hear the truth. And I like to be a part of the news I'm getting. I like to be able to partake of the news. I like to be able to bring the news. I like to be able to do all of that. So thank you so kindly, E2247, for also being a Patreon. So we need all of your support. Anyhow, I just gave you the link to become a, a, a member on YouTube. Now, if you want to become a patron, here is the link. Politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, by the way, I know Yvette is a patron as well. Thank you very much so kindly, Yvette. Uh, let's see who else is here. Um, and uh, likewise, you can become a PayPal supporter via politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And our books, three, actually more than three books, but the three political books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books, they are all, all, all there. All of everything that you get from our store as well, politicsandright.com slash store. I promise you this. Everything that you get goes right into supporting what I do. And I'm going to make a video and show you the setup here and show you what it, what it looks like. And I'm, this one is going to be only for my YouTube members, though. That's eight. It's going to be like a gimme, right? I'm going to, I'm going to walk into the room and show you, get up in the mornings. Turn all these lights on, computers on. Well, the computers stay on because I monitor some stuff. And show what I come in. I start, I write a blog. Actually, no, I, I read my news feed first to see if there's anything that I need to blog real quickly first. Then otherwise, I decide, I start making my videos. And you guys see how I do the videos. I'll show you how I do some of those things. When I get some time. 
Want to see the setup B? I'm going to give you the setup bridge. Give me a few times. I got to clean up this office. It's a mess. You know, Norman's coming over to co-host this week. And I told my wife, and my wife said, hey, you better clean that office up before he gets here. Like, look, Norman's my brother. Even if my office is not all that tight, it's not going to be a big deal. All right, I'm done with that. Let's go ahead and go with the other video. Here's the one that I wanted to do. Um, I'm going to start with Republicans and their lies, right? Their imitation. And then I'm going to go with what Tanahesi Coates had to talk about on the Tiffany Cross show. So let's, let's listen to Republicans, and then we'll take it on the other side. Many ask me why I am compassionate towards the Trump supporter, the right-wing ideologues, those people who seem to many of us that they're uh, ill-informed, misinformed, gullible, uh, willfully ignorant. And the reason is because I understand the dynamics of what's going on. I want you to listen to this. And then we'll take it on the other side. Because these Republicans that are misleading their, their foal, it plays a part. Democrats have said the events of the Capitol on January 6th were an assault on our democracy. And if that's true, if disorderly conduct in a restricted building is an assault on democracy, then what do we call setting fire to a federal course, court in Portland, Oregon, where people inside, what do we call that? 19 people died during BLM riots last year. Hundreds and hundreds were injured. 2,000 police officers were injured from BLM riots last year. And yet, we're going to discuss today, as if none of that happened, the events of January the 6th. At 2.07, a mob of Trump supporters breached the steps. I don't know who did a poll uh, that is Trump supporters. It was Trump supporters who lost their lives that day, uh, not Trump supporters who were taking the lives of others. Constituents demand answers, but the truth is being censored and covered up. As a result, the DOJ is harassing, harassing peaceful patriots across the country. So was January 6th an insurrection or could it be more accurately described as a mob of misfits? There was no insurrection and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Now, you may ask, but didn't everybody see what they saw on TV? The answer to that? No. Uh, didn't everybody really understand what was going on? When you have an industry that is dedicated to misinforming, when you have an industry that is dedicated to having a putting a second narrative onto something. When you have an industry that can suddenly tell you that Antifa and BLM are terrorist organizations and that what you're looking at is the infiltration of these groups. And when you're predisposed to believe these things because you still deep on in your core, you feel like you're losing something. You grab on to however willfully ignorant that message is that to you you grab onto it because you need a justification for maintaining what you believe is a birthright going away what we have to do if you know m many folks say i don't have to do anything many folks say well we'll just let them be let them be but in in a society where we all have to coexist that is not a possibility so in my humble opinion what we have to do is find the entry points, like viruses find the entry points into the cell.
and find a way to make a change. That is really... I don't know, it kind of got cut off there. What I said at the end is that is the only solution that I can possibly see. Because as it turns out, again, we are in one country. And these people didn't become delusional by themselves. These people weren't ill-informed by themselves. Uh, it is funny because when you see, I, I was talking to um, uh, several of people, and, but I, I don't remember which other uh, which other hosts I spoke to. I don't remember if it was Tom Hartman or who else. We're having a conversation, and I, we started to talk and say, the reality is that we've stopped teaching civics in school not by accident, but by design. Because as people got smart, as they realized that they are really in control of the government, we the people. Now, the government, when it was created, and you know everybody likes to go ahead and talk about the greatness of America and, and how it was founded and that sort of thing, and they have this illusion, this myth of what we were really all about. Unbeknownst to most is that most couldn't vote. Unbeknown- and I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about women, all women. I'm talking about most white men couldn't vote. I mean, that is what this country was, a country of the elite with a semblance, with a semblance of democracy. And it is important for us to understand that. But what's happening now is now that you have different people telling these stories, what we get is uh, the Republican as the ones who want to preserve the myth, preserve the fallacy. They can't take it. And in that light, I want to play this by Tanahesi Coates uh, on the um, Chris Tiffany Cross, the Cross Connection. Check this out. As you all know, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the creator of the 1619 Project, she was denied tenure even after the department recommended that they give her tenure because the people on top believed that uh, she wasn't warranted. This is a Pulitzer Prize winner among the many other awards that she has. She's more qualified than most of the people that are in that journalist de- in that department. And they were denied, or she was denied, simply because she told the truth. Tiffany Cross had Tanahesi Coates on her show to give the exact type of response that this necessitated. I want you guys to listen, and then we'll take it on the other side. The University of North Carolina's decision to deny tenure to the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones was just so ridiculously absurd, I had to pass the mic and let my brilliant friend, Tanahesi Coates, break it down. Much coverage has attended the efforts in some 40 states to change voting laws so as to favor Donald Trump and his supporters. But the assault on democracy goes beyond the ballot box. Last year, President Trump issued an executive order creating the 1776 Commission, which he offered up as a rebuke to the 1619 Project. Helmed by one of the most decorated journalists of her generation, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project sought to expose the American experiment's origins in the laboratory of slavery. Trump's rebuke was not a private effort, but one that enjoyed the sponsorship of the state. Perhaps because a certain class of pundits still fails to regard Trump's bluster seriously, the response to this assault on a free press was muted. But the import of Trump's actions is clear. Across the country, a wave of bills have sought to ban the 1619 Project, critical race theory, and other, quote, divisive concepts, unquote, from the public sphere. 
This assault comes at a moment when many Americans are realizing that they do not live in the country they were raised to believe in. The January 6th attack on the Capitol, the deployment of secret police to Portland, and the constant B-roll of black people beaten, shot, and tased by law enforcement has shocked the conscience of those who sincerely once thought themselves to have been born into the world's oldest democracy. The shock, along with the work of countless writers, historians, journalists, sociologists, and other academics, has occasioned a broad revisiting of the American story. It is now clear that the creation of America required not only the theft of labor and land, but a national myth which remade pirates into patriots. This long-held national myth is not served by the recent record. It isn't served by remembering Thomas Jefferson, for instance, as a man who ran up so much debt in his lifetime that those he enslaved had to be sold off at his death in order to settle his accounts. And yet, understanding that Jefferson's career as a slaveholder, as the bequest of a founding father, does much to explain the actions of his project. This understanding cannot be allowed to prosper, however. For white power can only retain its privilege in our political system if it can tell itself a story. This week, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, a public institution, took the unprecedented step of rescinding an offer of tenure to Hannah Jones at the behest of its board of trustees. Hannah Jones' 1619 project has enjoyed its share of critique, which is exactly as it should be. Efforts to overturn longstanding national idea deserve debate. What they do not deserve is the censure and silencing of the state. I am not speaking of cancellation as culture, but as public policy. The present attacks on the 1619 Project and critical race theory are not being waged through Twitter, but through the offices of 19 state attorney generals, the legislatures of at least six states, and the headquarters of 23 senators, including the Senate Minority Leader. The scope of this attack goes beyond journalism and history. When Donald Trump used his office as president to bully the NFL into depriving Colin Kaepernick of his career, this was cancellation as policy. When the legislatures of Florida and Kentucky moved to outlaw protests and make it easier to legally kill those who persist, it is cancellation as policy. Twitter mobs are bad, but an actual mob baited by elected officials into attempting the violent overthrow of an election is something more. It should not surprise us that a horde addicted to a national myth that pitched white men as the unvarnished savior of all civilization is not primed to share the country that they've been taught that they own. It is myth which sanctifies their action. It is myth which is their sword. They attack the vote to prevent us from enacting a better world. They attack the history to prevent us from ever imagining one. They attack the history from preventing us from ever imagining what we could be. Because we have been sold a myth. Because we have been told stories that only those who lied about that story were allowed to tell. And every time one attempts to tell the story as it is, the reality, not blaming the offsprings, not blaming the immigrants from all over the world that has come here, but just telling the story as it is. They are attempting by the state. When you have attorney generals trying to stop the learning, stop, start trying to stop the teachings, trying to stop the educating, the truthful education of its populace so that we can all understand how we got here. That is not acceptable. 
and it goes right down the line from not giving Nicole her uh, tenure, we should be able going forward to allow us all to educate ourselves. That's what it's going to take. If we are to get away and get out of the morass that we're in right now, it's all about education. Yes, it's all about education, education, education. And uh, look, uh, I, and uh, again, I mean, right now the Republican Party, they're going berserk, not wanting to have race, uh, critical race theory out there, not wanting to talk about the 1619 Project, not wanting us to know our history. But it is so important that we understand our history. And you know, you know, they're, oh, it's going to make people feel bad. Oh, it's going to let people hate themselves. No, it doesn't. Or no, it shouldn't. Not if we teach education as it should be taught. I mean, there, first of all, if we as a country taught the very first, the very, if we taught the most important thing, that the only thing that matters is humanity, right? Physical attributes does not trump humanity. Physical attributes, whether that be size, whether that be shapes, whether that be pigmentation, the fact of the matter is we're all from the same gene and we're all humans. Race was created as a social construct. So we learned that first. And that some powerful people decided to use a particular attribute of humanity as a delineation to inflict evil, it's not on everybody, it's on those powerful people. And that's, we had a great discussion uh, when we went out to dinner on, on, uh, on Saturday with some of these issues, right? We have to, if, if we can get to that point in understanding, then when the Trump supporter or anybody else uses epithets, sexism, and all the other isms on you, you can come to the realization that that person just needs to be educated, right? And you don't take it personally because it's not anything on you, it is on them. When you reach to that point, and you know, that is a point that I am in my life, right? You know, I mean, that, that's why I, when people use all kind of epithets on me, for me, it's kind of funny, right? It's like, oh boy, this person having a bad day, man. You know, because when I tell you it has zero influence, you know, I had another guest, another supporter of the show a few months ago. It was sitting here. My brother, white guy, was sitting down here. You know, you remember who you are? And I don't think you're on today, um, Aquino. But Aquino was sitting down right here. And one of the callers called in and they called me the N-word. And they just kept on calling the N-words and it, they, they had a chain of calls, one after the other. And my brother here was kind of quiet. He didn't know what to say. And all I said was, I guess you're having a bad day. And I think I did a blog about it just to kind of show people, you know, the way you handle these things, right? And it's funny because Aquino later on, a few months later, he said, Egberto, I, I want to tell you something because I really didn't know how to react when I'm sitting next to you. And I heard the person talking. I just did nothing. Is that what I was supposed to do? I'm like, what would you have done if the person just called in and said, hey, how are you doing? You, since you're addressing me, you would have left me to address it, right? Yeah. 
looked at him and I said, brother, you didn't do a damn thing wrong. I, I don't, I don't give any credence to those things. And because if we, if we, all of us that are progressives that are out there trying to change the world, if we can build that up to not only say it, but believe it, then it doesn't matter what anybody call you. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. Doesn't matter, none of that matters, right? And you can actually wait them out. It's like when I went and talked to my brother guys in, at, at, the, at the Rinky Dinky Bar, right? They said a whole lot of things that could have frozen the conversation. But one person has to be the one that takes it so that the conversation can continue, so that the education can continue. One person has to take it. What I tell people, I say, oh, how do you tolerate that? That's, what I, that's the answer. Some, a few of us have to take it so that we can move it a step forward. I'm not asking everybody to do it, but if you can handle it, do it. We're getting out of here pretty soon. Welcome. Let's see. Jessica says, it's been an ongoing thing with educators of color. Let's, let, let me go up to the top because I think I must have missed the conversation. Michael Rennes says, as it comes out, Trump supporters, there's a step worse than that. They're looking for at least reasons to anger, fear, and hate, and the right-wing bubble stirs those negative emotions. That's true. Pam says they're delusional. Uh, Michael says January 6th was an insurrection full of traitors who wanted to overthrow the government. That's true. That's there's a big lie being pushed in the right wing bubble that they need a commit that they why that's why we need a commission. Huh. All right, let's see what else we got here. Bridge says they were using their citizenship to express their concern and make sure Congress did their job. Not uh, Joe Linda Joe Kessinger says they know the truth. They're not delusional. They're lying. They just don't want to be found culpable and held responsible for the insurrection they caused. Yeah, they, they wish they had been successful, right? They know the truth. They're delusional. They're lying. They just don't want to be found culpable. I got that one already. Let's see. The Trumpists uh, truly believe the only way to retain power is to shift democracy to fascism. The related, uh, the related lose have broken through with the party. This is truly a messaging war. This is truly a time that we make things work for the masses to shut this down. I agree. Uh, Jessica Rudnan, uh, Jessica to Rudnan, Michael Rudnan also, where parents need to instill and invest in educating their children in a non-biased way so children don't repeat history in hate and prejudice. Absolutely. Message of the day, uh, Jessica. Uh, let's see. Fall News. Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and many other conservative media outlets and pundits are partly to blame because they are spreading lies and misinformation for a cause for money. Nanette Bird-Smith, unfortunately now the push in Republican-controlled states is to rewrite history to suit their falsehoods. And that's why we are here, to make sure they don't get the opportunity to rewrite the history. Which is why I say, hey guys, please support Politics Unright because we got to keep this message going. We, uh, we got to keep the message going. Let's see if there's other things that I need to read real quick, real quick. Uh, Soto44123, thank you so kindly for being here. I admire your sense of stability and cool head. I would love to keep my cool the way you do. You can. It takes practice. It's funny because my old friend Roberto was talking about when we used to meet probably about 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago at his place. And I was a hothead then, right? I could tell you some stories, but we don't have enough time for that yet. And he's like, God, have you changed? And I'm saying, look, if you're not, if you're not changing, you're not growing. If you're not changing, you're not growing. None of us know it all. So we change. Uh, Michael Rudnick says he's stepping up. Bye. Have a good one. Good show. Thank you very much, BHMCP. Look, we're getting out of here pretty soon. Once again, please, if you are on YouTube, 
click that join button and become a member, a, a subscriber. It's cheap and you help us at the message. We finally got to our 250 on on our 250 paid members on YouTube. We're going for a thousand, but I'd like to finish. I need 50 more real quickly. I would love for you to be a part of the posse. So just go to uh, click on that join button. Uh, alternatively, if you are on some other network, just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Uh, get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. I got to get out of here, folks. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>